Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. My name is Rachel Wheely, a human in the world, tramping a cycle path in SW19 on a bit of a bit of a chilly day. It's a little bit less beautiful than it was this morning and indeed yesterday. This is the second episode of series 29 on stress and pressure. Uh, the kids are out in the Wimbledon Chase Primary School playground, whooping and hollering, climbing the chain link fence, playing football as I walk past a litter bin and a lime bike. Uh, the lime bikes are everywhere, Poddy, seriously. I don't know what has happened. They're just like every 10 paces I could get on a, get on a bicycle at the moment. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Welcome to Walk the Pod. was a fearful wind up last night uh we had a we had a storm at about 11 o'clock last night thunder lightning driving rain the whole shebang earlier in the day it had been very windy too and my dad who lives in rural norfolk was trying to leave me some messages about stress uh his main point being i'm not sure that uh, defining something as simply as possible is actually all that helpful uh, but the but the messages kept getting interrupted by wind he finally got through uh, though and this message um, I'm delighted to bring you more or less free of wind noise but like all good walk the pod listeners he was recording whilst on his daily walk so that explains why there was a little bit of uh, muffled sound on the recording so bear with uh, the fact that he sort of starts by saying I'll try again <laughs> and and here is his message uh, the first piece of listener feedback on the topic stress and pressure so let me try again welcome back first of all I hope you've had a good summer uh, I've just been trying to record episodes uh, that the wind has interfered with, so I can't use them, about the opposite, not of stress, but of reducing stress to a simple definition borrowed from a dictionary, and suggesting that maybe this understandable and in some ways necessary human preoccupation with simplifying things, with understanding things in terms that are easier to understand and simpler than the things that they purport to understand or to explain, uh, maybe more of the problem than we imagine, and that in fact the opposite may be true, that in order to understand anything we may need to understand everything. And since I'm now trying to use my body as a windshield, I hope you can hear that better, but if you can't I'll do it again when I get back from my lunchtime walk. Bye! Thank you, Dad. Uh, really appreciate your contribution to the topic. Uh, so I have to understand everything in order to understand pressure and stress, which is going to take a while. Um, that's the only problem with that. My brain is very small. I find it, I find it easier to to think about things when I have a simple definition. Actually, the the interesting thing about coming across simple definitions of things is that. Sometimes we just use words without thinking about what they actually mean, you know, like 
coping. What does coping mean? Well, I've heard coping a thousand times in all kinds of contexts. I use it myself and I'm not sure I'd ever really stop to think about what it means. What does it mean to be coping? And I think when I read uh, in a in a chapter about stress that, that a sort of, you know, a psychiatrist might use the word coping in a very specific way. A psychologist might use the word coping in a very specific way. And what they mean when they say that somebody is coping is that they are adapting to the environment that they find themselves in. They are managing to navigate their life reasonably well, uh, despite, despite whatever slings and arrows the universe is hurling at them. That's what coping means. Now, perhaps everybody knew that already, but I'd never stopped to think about it, and I, find it, I found it quite helpful. And the opposite um, of coping, I guess, is suffering from stress, or maybe, or maybe actually sort of some kind of paralysis based on the fact that we just don't know how to navigate the environment that we find ourselves in. And that's, that's what, it, what it looks like not to be coping. Uh, so maybe we can define it in terms of what it isn't. Now, Dad, it's very useful for, to hear you say that what you'd like me to do is not to define my terms too simply, but what would be even more helpful would be if you could tell me a bit about what you think of a stress, because I know you've had some stressful situations in your life. Um, I'm sure you can think of several dozen straight off the bat. So if it's complex try to try to explain to me what you think of as stress and what you think of as pressure because they are linked together those two concepts but I think if we can interpret the challenges of life as pressure and the things that are going to spur us on to achieve what we want to achieve as opposed to things that are going to cause us problems make our life difficult then you know that that good mindset might actually help us to get through uh, what we have to get through. And, and let's face it, there's a lot to get through at the moment. Life strikes me as unprecedentedly difficult right now for everybody, you know? I don't know where you are in the world, but in the UK, the political situation is challenging, to say the least. So much so that I've stopped paying attention to it completely in order to pay attention to what's directly in front of me instead. Oh, look at this lovely fence. Um, and, you know, we have a cost of living crisis. We have... Uh, we have... Just... It's just generally difficult to be alive, isn't it, really? You know, I'm going into hospital tomorrow morning to have my breathing sorted out. Um, and once you've got sort of health problems in the mix, it does does put everything else in perspective and that's the that's the useful thing um thinking about whether i'm stressed about a certain situation at work actually no i'm not stressed about that what stresses me out is not being able to breathe properly um and so you know you might see what i'm going through in terms of my health as very very problematic well i don't know philosophically i find it quite helpful because i can think to myself well how bad is this really in comparison to uh, not being able to breathe properly. And as you can hear, my, my breathing is not great. That, that is partly uh, dehydration though. So that's because I've come out without my water bottle. 
so that's my own fault. You see, this is the thing. I can actually make my life better if I bring the right equipment with me. I just have to think about it a little more than I used to have to do. And it's very helpful, uh, this series, to know what the health problems I'm dealing with are, because in previous series, if you're a long-term listener, you'll know I was simply breathing weirdly and didn't know why. Now I know. So that's a bit of a tangent. But uh, the point that I'm trying to make, I think, is we need more definitions of stress, perhaps more ways of thinking about it. If we're not going to think about it in very, very simple terms, what is the best way to think about it? Because it's a bit of a nebulous concept, isn't it? Stress, what does that even mean? One person's stress is another person's enormously motivating pressure. And one person might take exactly the same scenario in their life, see it as a wonderful opportunity. Another person finds it paralyzingly scary or daunting. So I think to some extent it does have to do with our experience and our way of looking at the world. Before I go for the day, I just want to briefly mention one more thing about stress, which is the problem with stress, I think, is that it it rather... um, it, it blinkers the mind, if that makes any sense. It, it kind of puts us on a, on a straight path where we can only do the things that we already know how to do. It really puts the kibosh on divergent thinking, so thinking where we have to come up with new creative ideas. The more stressed I am, the harder I, harder I find it to think outside of the problem that I'm dealing with in order to connect other things to the problem that I'm dealing with in order to make a bit of progress. And so it's very, very important to me to avoid stress if I possibly can, in order to manage to sort of creatively think around problems. Problem solving and stress do not go well together, which is distressing because um, when you're stressed is exactly when you need to be problem solving. So having a bit of a mindfulness practice, having a lunchtime walk in nature, paying attention to what's directly in front of me is very, very helpful, as is this podcast project itself, in fact, in terms of not getting, not not allowing myself to become too focused on one set of problems, because one set of problems can seem overwhelming. Many sets of problems to, to sort of, not many sets of problems, many things to think about, where if one thing isn't going so well, something else might be going better, is, is very, very good. Uh, I have enormously enjoyed this podcast project because one of the things that it allows me to do is to take on good ideas used by other people and use them for my own project. And it sometimes takes me a very, very long time to work out how to do that. Sometimes I think, oh, that's a good idea that that other creator is using. I'll do that. And when I do that, I find it doesn't work for me. And the reason it doesn't work for me is because I haven't converted it to my own project. So one thing I feel like I've made a bit of progress with, just this series, since I started, is my behind-the-scenes lens clips, my photographs of what's going on behind the scenes on the podcast. 
You can get those uh, via Patreon. Uh, Patreon has a sort of Instagram stories feature called Lens, and you'll be able to see that I'm posting about 10 photographs a day uh, from behind the scenes of the podcast. And the beautiful thing about, about what I've worked out recently is that they have to be of my walking. It doesn't make sense to take photographs inside my house because I'm not walking, am I? And this is a walking project. It's taking me the longest time to work this out, Potties. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe the amount of time I've spent uh, trying to make pictures of inside of my flat interesting when they're just not. Uh, So, believe it or not, that was a bit of divergent thinking that had to happen before I worked that out. So, this is what I'm saying. The more stressed I am, the harder it is to make these kinds of connections. The more relaxed I am, the more my brain just plays with ideas in the background, often when I'm asleep, and presents me with them when I wake up. Often completely unsolicited, I would add. Uh, Often it goes, I've worked out that thing you were thinking about, and I'm like, "Uh, I wasn't thinking about that thing, what thing? But um, it it was thinking about it in the background. Now, if you like uh, this sort of type of thing, consciousness and creative thinking and how to be a person in the world, you might also actually like to check out my dad's podcast, which is called Unmaking Sense. It's available on Spotify. It's excellent. It goes uh, deeply diving into philosophical ideas around consciousness, and a lot of it is, uh, I find, sort of too clever for my small brain. And often I'm on the phone to him saying, please, will you simplify this because I don't understand what you're talking about. But um, if you have a bigger brain than me, check out Unmaking Sense. Thank you for walking with me. Dear Potties, it's been an absolute delight to stretch my legs with you this lunchtime. It's taken my mind off work. It's allowed me to get away from my laptop. It's allowed me to get away from my desk. It's allowed me to stretch my legs and my calves and my ankles and my feet. Uh, and, and just generally, generally get a big old stretch into the day, which is really nice. Um, I hear you. I hear you calling through the radio, through the through the telephone that you're listening to this on. But Rach, where can I get hold of these behind the scenes photographs with which you you speak? Um, what you can do is you can go to Patreon, p a t r e o n. dot com forward slash Rachel Wheely, r a c h e l w h e e l e y, and you can join the Walk the Pod Lunchtime Walk Club. And when you do that, you'll be able to see within Patreon itself. And there is a lovely app you can have on your phone, which will give you notifications when I upload a new photograph of my behind the scenes photos of my walks. You'll be able to see the beautiful Dundonald Park that I took photos of this morning and all the pups that were there and all the trees and the beautiful roses that are flowering just outside my flat. And you'll also actually get access to the Discord server in which uh, potties all around the world post photographs of their walks. So if you want to commit to walking this next uh, few months, or maybe for the foreseeable future, because you've completely bought into the idea that it's good for you, mentally and physically, patreon.com forward slash Rachel Wheelie. I'll be back with episode three tomorrow.